Welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to the Ah uh, Real Films Podcast, a podcast where two siblings discuss horror films based on a theme. But what's that? We're bringing you our special patented spoiler-free review of a new release this week. Um, my name is Taylor. My co-host name is Curtis. And this week, we are bringing you a review of The Lodge, a 2020 release directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, who also brought us 2015's Goodnight Mommy, which, as you know, Our Real Films is a big proponent of mm-hmm. Goodnight Mommy. It's a podcast favorite, some would say. It- <laughs> It's a podcast fave. Um, We have been, I believe, these two individuals' biggest proponents. Um, So we were both very excited to see The Lodge. Uh, It stars Riley Keough as a character named Grace, Jaden Martell as Aiden, and Leah McHugh as Mia. Uh, If you have not listened to a patented Ah Real Film spoiler-free review of a new release, which we need to get a snappier name than that... um, (laughs) It is exactly what it sounds like. It is a spoiler-free review of a new release last year, obviously, 2019 films. This year, we have moved on to 2020 films. And we basically discuss our three main takeaways from the films, as well as our overall feelings about the films, all spoiler-free. So you don't have to worry if you haven't seen The Lodge yet. Never fear. However, it might be more fun if you see The Lodge before listening to this. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, for our three things, Curtis, why don't you why don't you get us started? Sure, um, I'll get us started by, um, you know, I think to give some people a grounding, I think I'll be comparing it a little bit to their 2015 film Goodnight Mommy, and kind of comparing, contrasting to that because I feel in a lot of ways the stylistic and uh, plot elements are very similar. Um, you have a story that kind of um, hinges on the effectiveness of its twist to a certain extent, but I think the real strong suit of this film and the the similarity that I think is most strong with Goodnight Mommies, I found this film incredibly tense. Um, I was watching this film by myself in the theaters on a Wednesday night, um, kind of just, you know, you know, I, I, just trying to... Being uh, a sad guy sitting alone yeah, watching Yeah, just kind yeah. of trying to, like, uh, cheer myself up and, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, soothe my loneliness being around some other people. Uh, I was not the only person, by the way, watching this by myself in the theaters. I was sitting next to another gentleman, mid-50s, watching it by himself. That's besides the point. Um, that, I feel like a lot of your stories revolve around another but older gentleman watching a movie that's by the, himself. That's the maybe only that thing, should link up. That's the only thing that makes me feel better is that this gentleman was older than me. <laughs> But um, I found this film incredibly tense. There were, like, parts of this film that had me kind of covering my eyes a little bit, scrunching up. Um, I I won't go into any spoilers, but a lot of these tense moments were not necessarily even uh, horror moments. Like, what you would think of as, like, a pure horror moment. Um, They were a lot of times, like, you know, more of the thriller variety. Like, someone has a gun and you wonder if they're going to use it just that kind of thing so mm-hmm. um i don't know i i don't want to go into two into death because we're trying to keep this spoiler free but i'll just say i found this film very tense i had a really um you know i felt maybe not like scared in the way that i was like haunted afterwards but i definitely felt like the experience of watching it was very difficult in a good way just because um you know, a lot of the things that you don't want to happen end up happening. And, you know, you, you worry about the characters. And, um, yeah, I guess that's just my first point. I thought the film was very, very tense. Yeah, it's very, and it's very atmospheric. I think that's a word I would use to describe it, which leads into your point about it being tense. Um, I waited to give a plot synopsis of this film, obviously spoiler-free, because it ties into my first 
uh, point. Went to go see this with a uh, listener slash best friend slash producer, Tori. Um, we wow. see a lot of horror films together. And um, she was under the impression I had seen the trailer, which I hadn't. And so she was like, well... I don't know. I think it's going to be the kids or maybe the dad. And I was like, what are you talking about? So basically the film is about um, these two kids, their mom played by Alicia Silverstone, by mm-hmm. the way, um, at the beginning of the film um, dies by suicide. And they're it, because, in a very shocking well, not, scene, by the way, in a too. very shocking yeah. scene. But I, I was about to say because of their dad, but obviously that's not, you know, that's separate, mm-hmm. but their dad had left uh, their mom for this young woman played by Riley Keough. And so they, um, his, their dad is like, hey, we're going to go spend Christmas in this remote cabin with my new girlfriend slash your stepmother, and you're going to get to know her. And the kids are like, we don't want to do that. And then he does it anyway, and then he leaves them for work, which I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Yes. You're leaving your kids who are openly hostile Towards your new wife, alone in a remote cabin. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest problem I had with the film is Me the too. setup. I was just like, why? It's, why it's would stupid. you do this? It's obviously like something stupid, but I also, I can kind of buy it. I mean, you know, there are bad dads out there, and this is something he's yeah. clearly prioritizing his relationship over his kids. I, I kind of bought well, it a little bit. Yeah, it. Well, I guess my other thing too, though, is that like it's it's set up so he meets Grace, the character. Because he's writing a book about a cult that she was the sole survivor of. And so he's like, and she's still very traumatized. She, they show her taking medication, which you know is linked to her mental health. And the, he's like, you know what would be a great idea? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my new wife, who is a cult survivor and has uh, uh, a medical condition, PTSD, from being in a cult. I'm going to take her to this remote cabin. <laughs> It is filled with Catholic iconography, and I'm going to leave her alone with my hostile children. <laughs> so, anyway, a bad, all he's that a to bad say. person as well, not just a bad dad. That, but that's how yeah. I read it. You know, I didn't think yeah. it was. I bought. I it. think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think part of the purpose of this film is that the dad is not a good person. But anyway, all that to say, my first point was kind of about expectations. So, you based on the trailer, which I didn't see again, but based on Tori's explanation of the trailer, you kind of already go into this film being like. Who who's it gonna be? Who's gonna who's gonna attack whom? Like who is gonna be responsible for the action of this film? Um, especially after having seen Goodnight Mommy and the twist of that film, you're you're you go into the film with certain expectations. I think the film is wise to kind of no matter what your expectations are, it flaunts them. You know, it it goes the opposite way. So I thought that that was that was my favorite aspect of the film. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will talk a little bit on that on my third point, um, just kind of kind of what the film gives you plot wise. Um, but first, I wanted to come back to the point that you had made earlier is that and my second point is that this film is really richly atmospheric. Um, I really enjoyed the setting. You feel very, very you feel the isolation because of the fact, not only because of where they are inside of this kind of lodge in the middle of nowhere, but you also feel it because a lot of times we see the characters going outside and you really get a real sense for the fact that there's just no one around them. So Mm -hmm. when the characters become in peril, um, because of the atmosphere that the film builds, you feel helpless for them. You feel like they're not going to be able to find any solution that involves getting other people involved. Yeah. yeah, and I well, and I think there's a scene towards the beginning of the film while the father is still there where they're ice skating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away, but you know what I'm talking about. That kind of, to me, um, symbolizes the feeling of 
being trapped in like a very real way. They kind of act that out, but it's also symbolic of like the feeling of the film as a whole. I agree. And I also want to give a shout out to the soundtrack, the music uh, in this film. There's a lot of instances where um, I feel like in other films, I've been annoyed by this, but there's a lot of instances in the film where the sound ratchets, ratchets up really loud, but it happens in a place where you're already feeling tense from the situation, and then you get this loud music, and you just feel uncomfortable. And I really mm-hmm. think, you know, my first point was just how tense this film is, and I didn't, you know, want to go into the plot elements too much to discuss why it's tense, because a lot of it has to do with what's going on in the plot, but a lot of it also has to do with the way that the atmosphere is built. Like, you're already scared and tense because of the isolation that it's built but then you have this ramping up of the music and of the soundtrack at certain specific points with music that's like relevant to what's happening in the plot and i just thought that was really really effective if anything you know like it was the primary driving force behind the tension in the film was just the atmosphere that the film builds and um that was a very similar um thing that occurred in good night mommy is just like you had the sense of isolation um and that's really kind of what made the film really scary. And that is definitely true. And that, you know, these directors have shown anything is that they're able to build a great atmosphere and a great, great tension in their films. Mm-hmm. I My second point is actually also kind of directly related to comparing this film to Goodnight Mommy. And that's, um, I don't know what happened to Veronica and Severin. Um, I don't know if a gang of children attacked them, but <laughs> they really like, the kids in their films are so little shits disturbing like at the end of the lodge i was like yeah it sucks that what happens to you know all of these people happens and but like especially the kids you're like why were you acting that way just be nice to her like well and also the same thing in goodnight mommy with the kids in that film it's just like something else has to be going on to make them think that what they're doing is okay. And the same thing in this film, but even worse, because at least the kids in Goodnight Mommy, I think they were like maybe 12, you know, mm-hmm. 11 or 12. The older kid, Aiden, mm-hmm. I hate that trendy <laughs> name, Aiden and Mia. Uh, God, Aiden in this obnoxious. film, he's like, he's like 15 or 16 yeah. years old. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I, I, I'm just like wondering, like, for the directors, they do seem to have a fixation on kids behaving like little psychopaths and i i it's an interesting story for sure but i also after seeing it now twice i'm kind of like i need more of an explanation for what would make kids act like this extreme you know what i mean i think it might just be some sort of trauma the directors experienced (laughs) but i will say um aiden again like you said shitty name uh for a shitty little kid uh 15 16 if you're exhibiting that behavior at 15 and 16 that's like psychopath behavior or sociopath behavior i mean this is a legitimately scary character because like he's kind of a kid but he's kind of an adult and um i don't know i was very disturbed by that as well in both movies something extremely traumatic does happen to the kids and you could be like oh they're acting out because of this but the lengths to which they act out i'm just like why and how and I I had a lot of questions (laughs) at the end of this film, and um, that kind of leads me into my third point and my major gripe about this film, kind of keeping it from being, you know, like a top, you know, near top tier horror film to me is, you know, we talked about the twists in this film. I'll just say it right up front. And we talked about in Goodnight Mommy how 
Um, the twist in Goodnight Mommy felt like you could figure it out very easily. In this film, I think... I'm trying not to do it spoilery. It's not that it was easy to figure out. It's that it was felt like the easiest explanation, which kind of upset me a little bit. I felt like, you know, the first thing I thought to when I thought what the twist would be... Well, first off, there's two twists. The first twist I thought was going to be the actual twist in the film. And I thought that was a little weird, but I was interested to see where it was going to go. And then there's a second twist that was kind of the twist in my head that I originally thought it was going to be, which I thought was stupid because I thought, okay, they're not going to do this. That would be stupid and convoluted. And it is stupid and convoluted, in my opinion. And I just wish that there was more of an explanation for how that happened. It seems a little too simple for something that is very elab- actually elaborate when you think about it. And I'm obviously being yeah. vague because I don't want to be spoilery. But I just thought we didn't get enough um, of we didn't get enough of an explanation. And that's not a problem to me ultimately because I thought the film was really tense and scary. And I thought where the film went in terms of its plot, despite like a twist that didn't quite add up, I still thought was really interesting. But um, I don't know what did is I I don't know if you were going to discuss that in your third point, but did you feel similarly? I kind of was going to discuss that, but I there was a point at which in this movie, and I think I know which twists you're assigning your first twist and your second twist. But we can confirm off air. Um, There was a point because I've said this before so many times on the podcast. I've said this so many times to you. I'm the most gullible horror movie viewer. Yeah, you didn't know about the twist in Goodnight Mommy, for example. I didn't know about the twist in Goodnight Mommy. I was totally shocked. Yeah, I I thought it was really predictable, but it still, you know, was good. Yeah, this movie where they initially set it up so what you're referring to as the first twist i actually i actually thought that very early on in the film and i okay. felt so fucking smart i was like oh my god <laughs> i figured so it out i know i was like and that's not and then that's not what ends up happening and i was so pissed i was like damn it i finally figured something out <laughs> um because there was a point at which i had whispered my theory to tori and and then like five minutes later she whispered back she's like oh my God, I think you're right. Like, wow, that's so crazy. She was like, you figured it out. I was like, yeah, no big deal. But I'm um, very smart. (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you. What ended up happening, I agree with you in that it's probably the kind of safest explanation. But that being said, like, to me, I actually prefer that in a lot of instances. I prefer... Like, okay, yeah, that would actually happen. If you put these characters in this situation with the events that unfolded, the ending of the film makes total sense, which makes me feel like I didn't need the first twist. You know, I didn't need that. It's a little convoluted, like I said. It's convoluted and and needed a little bit more explanation, I thought, ultimately. And so my third point, as I said, is kind of related, and that's the point of shock value and, and where we place importance on shock value so this film is very quiet very atmospheric based on the filmmakers previous film you expect there to be some kind of a twist you expect there to be some kind of shock this film felt a little back loaded with like shocks and twists and like craziness whereas the first like three-fourths of the movie it's like very kind of like quiet and slow pace like a slow burn um it just felt a little uneven to me. Um, whereas in other films that might be like much more fast paced and like twist, turn, twist, turn, um, that doesn't feel as, I guess the word I'm looking for is like disjointed to me. So to me, I, I, I did compare this film in my head to a like 
it comes at night type of film yeah, yeah, yeah totally until the very end which was just like the last like 15 minutes which are totally bonkers so mm-hmm. in the end it almost kind of felt to me like an m night Shyamalan type of movie where like the first three quarters of the film are one thing and then the last like quarter of the film is a totally different thing i think that can work um i think relying on shock value in your film can definitely work it's just that this film did feel a little uneven to me like for the first three-fourths of the the movie i was like oh my god this is going to be one of the best horror movies of the year and then the ending i was just like it made sense i was Mm -hmm. fine with it it just wasn't the ending that i would have wanted given the rest of the film yeah i agree with that and i'll you know kind of segue because i feel like we have pretty similar thoughts so I'll, i'll segue a little bit into my conclusion about this film it's I was very happy with each of the parts of the film, like the first three-fourths and the last one-fourth, like in um, in isolation. But together, they don't make they don't kind of add up that well. Um, it's a little. Uh, it's just you, it leaves you wanting an explanation. I won't say convoluted because it's not exactly convoluted. Maybe there's one or two extra steps that don't need to be there. But it's more just you know you're kind of wondering how did this happen? Like you know. You just want a little bit more of an explanation, which I'm usually, you know, in a film, I don't necessarily need that all the time. But this one, I kind of felt like I did. Ultimately, though, I think um, the whole uh, kind of is better than the sum of its parts just a little bit. Because my my thought about this film ultimately is that I was scared pretty much through the whole time. And other than being confused for a little bit, I was I thought it was really, really effective. And there are moments in this film that, you know... I think back to this film and a few like specific scenes really stick out to me. So ultimately I thought this was a really great um, horror film. It's certainly, I think it's probably the best I've seen all year so far as well. So um, I would definitely recommend people go out and check this out. I agree. I feel like in picking it apart, it might seem as if I liked it less than I did, but overall I really enjoyed watching it. I was very scared. Um, and even this was one of the films where I was walking into my house like at midnight alone by myself and I was kind of like, oh shit, like, you know, I felt scared. It's beautiful. You know, it's a beautiful film. Um, the two young actors in this film, um, Jaden Martell, he was in um, It Chapter One. Um, and then Leah McHugh was in They Come Knocking, which was mm. one of the Into the Dark films. So they both have horror acting chops like already. And I thought they were very good. Obviously, Riley Keough was she's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, she's a really I great mean, actress. Yeah. And so there was really nothing about this film that wasn't at least good. Like mm-hmm. the plot, I still would say, is good. The yeah. acting, cinematography, atmosphere, that was all great. So I think overall, I mean, I gave this a four out of five on Letterboxd, which I think is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I definitely recommend uh, people go check it out. Yeah, I gave it. A, I ended up giving it a three and a half. Um, but it's pretty it's one comparable. Of those, yeah, it's one of those I can see myself like thinking maybe it's a four uh, later on. A lot of times I'll change my reviews in the future. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a great <laughs> film as well. And definitely, a, definitely something to check out. Yeah, I think The Lodge, I think it came out um, like two weeks ago. Um, So by the time this episode drops, people should still be able to check it in theaters. I definitely recommend um, going to see it in theaters. I think it could be a good, I want to go see it with a friend. That was really fun. Sounds like Curtis, it was a good film to watch alone (laughs) as well. Well, no, I'm just saying sometimes when we review films, we're like, you should watch this with a group of people. But this one, you can, I think you would just enjoy it just as much alone. Um, and yeah, if you've seen The Lodge, you can email us ahhrealfilms at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram, ahh 
R-E-A-L Films, and on Twitter, A-H-H-R-E-E-L Films. Um, and send us a DM, follow us, I don't know. Um, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on uh, the Apple iTunes app. Um, and if you enjoy this type of show, let us know. We try to do, um, honestly, we do these mini spoiler free reviews whenever we can both go see a movie in theater, which happens usually on average, at least every other month. Um, but if there is a new release coming out soon that you really want us to review, drop us a line and let us know. There's a lot of horror movies out there. It can be hard to decide which ones to cover on the pod. So, um, but without further ado, thank you so much for listening. Uh, bye-bye. Bye folks. Bye folks. Yeah, 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 yeah